Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. So today on the show, we have Courtney Parks. Courtney is a business and career coach and owner of Courtney Parks Coaching, a company dedicated to helping women create success professionally without exhausting themselves personally. For the last 15 years, Courtney has helped thousands of women transform their work and their lives by combining solid business and career development strategies with intuition, inspiration, and personal growth. With a master's degree in counseling psychology from Northwestern University and certification from Coaches Training Institute, Courtney has a unique blend of skills and experience that make working with her like getting a certified coach, business, and career consultant, mindset expert, and spiritual advisor all rolled into one. Her clients span from consultants, creatives, and C-suite executives to women on the rise in finance, law, and journalism. And she's been fortunate to help many double, triple, and even quadruple their incomes while working less so they have time for themselves and their families. I'm obsessed with everything Courtney does, and I actually used to be her colorist. So I'm so excited to have her on all these years later. So allow me to welcome Courtney to the show. Thank you so much, Lindsay. It is so fantastic to connect with you. And yes, after all these years, it's been 11 years since we moved here to California from Evanston. And I miss you and have been so glad that I've been able to follow you all this time and stay connected with you. Yeah, you too. And I didn't know it was 11 years, but I remember you uh, coming in and talking about your dream of moving. And it's been pretty cool to watch your journey too, because I didn't even know that uh, people had coaches like you. And I knew what you had been doing as my client, but not in the scope that I understand it today. So Mm -hmm. I just, I feel like you were like a little seed that was planted in my life that was like, hey, you're going to come back to this. Oh, wonderful. So can you talk to us a little bit about, you know, I've just kind of become a little bit obsessed with just like women and, and, and career and just like, the mindset and all of that. And I know that's what you've been solely focused on for the last 15 years. So I know you're just like, I don't even know like where to start with you because I'm so excited, but (laughs) I would love for you to talk a little bit about like, you know, what you see women, like the, the kind of the, the pits and the downfalls you see that women run into when they have these amazing careers, but they kind of come at such a cost to them personally. Yes, yes. Yeah, my my work and what I consider to be my life's work is my tagline, success without exhaustion for women. Um, really helping women and supporting women to be as successful as possible um, and really go big in terms of their business career but still be able to maintain balance and have a life, love what they do, feel like they are, you know, doing their best work and not sacrificing their time, their energy, their personal being in order to do that. And it's a really tricky balance. It's a tricky balance for me (laughs) still in doing this for 15 years. And like I say, I talk about this every day and I continue to learn and I continue to grow through this for myself. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest the biggest thing for women, 
I don't even want to say right now, throughout time, but the thing that I focus on most is this idea that we are fed culturally, that women need to be everything to everyone all the time, and that that's what success looks like. And there's a standard that women are held to um, that is just, again, it's exhausting. It's the word that I use all the time because it's, it's appropriate that women are um, holding themselves and held to this standard culturally. And, and whether or not sometimes we're even aware of it, sometimes we don't even know that we're operating from a standpoint of, I have to be good at everything all the time, personally and professionally. And um, when, we, when we even recognize that, we don't necessarily know another way of being because particularly like you say, for women who have created amazing things in their work, um, they've, they've struggled and challenged and, and, and worked really hard to get to the place that they are. A lot of the women that I work with um, are ultra successful. They have built their empire. They have risen up the corporate ladder, whatever it looks like, and they don't they're not necessarily happy anymore and they don't know how to be. <laughs> they know they need to shift something and they know they need to either turn something off or adjust. And they've learned a tremendous amount because they couldn't get to where they are without being really smart, but they are now focused more on how things are actually feeling to them and whether or not they can sustain that level of energy that maybe got them to where they are in the first place. So that's a big part of my work. Yeah, I totally love that. And I know, like, for me, it was like 30 years before of living before I realized, like, yeah, like, I have never actually checked in with if this feels good, but it looks awesome on paper. Yes. So mm-hmm. when people are making yeah. that shift, do you feel like most people kind of crash and burn? Or do you think they get to you sometimes and are able to course correct and kind of to an untrained eye, not have their careers really look that different, but have this just like amazing fulfillment on the inside? What has been your experience? Yeah, meaning kind of how people come. Some women come to me and yeah, they they really, they're totally burnt out. They know that they can't continue to grow. Like they actually want more business or career-wise. You know, they they like see more for themselves, but so many women will say to me like, Courtney, I can't work any harder than I'm already working. Like, and I don't know what else to do because I want to get to that next level. And so mentally, the, the thought is in order to make more or be at that next level, I have to do more and they can't do that. Other women are wanting, like have a vision and have a dream and, and whether it's earlier in their career or not, they just, they want something more, but they are nervous about being able to, you know, kind of get there without you know, being able to take care of themselves or take care of their families. They don't want to give up everything personally in order to, and they, and again, because this concept is so deeply embedded for women that you have to sacrifice in order to get where you want to go professionally, um, that, that you can't really balance all of those things that they come to me earlier on and just are like, I need to be able to figure out. Some some really are coming to me just because they want to grow their business or grow in their career. They don't necessarily know so much or pay so much attention to the without exhaustion part. But that um, then, but I always know and trust under like they're coming to me. They know exactly who I am. 
At an energetic level, they know exactly who I am, exactly what I'm about. And if, as long as there's the right fit, they're with me for the right reason. Right. And so do you think that, like, all that speaks to me, but do you think that people are, like, actually, like, able to fly higher, do the things they want to do with less exhaustion? Like, it's, it's actually, like, retraining your mind to believe, to believe that you actually don't have to, to do it in, in a way that, like, robs you of your life. Like, it ends yes. up being that people have plateaued for a long time and not maybe even known it, but just been, like, grinding harder and harder and harder and not really getting anywhere. Exactly. Yeah, and the, and the retraining of the mind is really important. So a big part, and obviously my background in psychotherapy and so much of what I teach is about the mindset and the internal experience. You said before about the question, you know, like you yeah. thinking about how you feel. It took you a while to even check in with that. That's probably the number one question that I ask clients constantly. I don't think I've ever had a client session where I haven't said, and how does that feel to you? Because what I'm trying to do is help women to match how they feel with what they're doing. So the mindset piece and the belief about, yes, you actually can have this without being exhausted, adjusts simultaneously the strategy comes from that place. Meaning, you know, again, I know lots and lots of ways for, and, and come up with ways with my clients if I don't know the way for them to be able to make more while doing less but they have to kind of at least have a desire to adopt a mindset that I, it can be easier for them. So uh, the biggest part, I think, is the resistance to the thought that you have to work really hard in order to get where you're going. And I always say it's not that you're not working hard, but there's a huge difference between like committing to something and plugging your energy in and being passionate about it and working so hard, what I call overworking, that you are actually getting in the way you're sabotaging your success. You're sabotaging your results and you're sabotaging like your ability to, to be happy. Yeah. And I think that you hit something really hard on the head for me. Like, I don't think I knew that I could do it and not be tired. I don't think I had a reference point to match yes. it up to where like, yep. I just thought that this is how everyone felt. Yep. No examples of it, right? Nobody, go, nobody says this. Nobody says you can actually do it easier. Not that it's always easy. It's not going to always be easy, but no one, no one says it. So there's no model of this. And, and I shouldn't say no model of it, but it's interesting for me, some of the mentors that I've had have, at the time that I connected with them, been in a certain space and doing things a certain way, and then over time have shifted more to the model that I kind of have used and always known. And I've always kind of said to myself, like, there has to be a way. Before I knew that it could work for me or for my clients, I just had an intuitive sense there has to be a way. There's no way that, that the universe could have set it up this way or that the only way that it's working can be that it has to be really difficult and that you have to work so damn hard for things. It's just not possible. Like I've always known that at a core level. And then the exploration for me and in my work has been about how do you figure that out? But I'm always coming very clearly from that standpoint because that was something I think that I just, like I say, knew intuitively. It was like fed to me for a reason. Plus personally, like I always say success without exhaustion is my you know, tagline, my mantra, my mission because like I can't work any other way. 
Like I really can't. And I've tried it. I've done, and there's certainly times where I'm like working really hard. I'm working six days a week. I'm, you know, I'm, I've done that experience, but it's never been either sustainable for me. It's gotten me some results, but so many of the best results for me have been when I'm taking care of myself as much as possible. And I'm so, I'm so much more connected and in tuned that I don't need to market myself as much. I don't need to, again, I don't need to put out as much energy, but I'm still getting the result. Yeah. And so when you talk about knowing that you thought there was a better way to do it, do you feel like a a key piece that kind of comes in there is worthiness? Because I know for a long time, I thought that in order to justify like the me, like what I made and to be doing the work that I do and to be compensated in the way that I am, that I had to, to be killing myself like that, to be, mm-hmm. to be worthy of it. Do you yes. think that's something that comes up a lot for people? All the time, all the time. And especially like you say, when it comes to the money piece, there's a worthiness around everything. Like, 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 can it really be this good? You know, like, can I really be this happy? Even if there, it, there's not a lot of money. Um, there's something that, again, that's just fed to us, particularly for women about feeling guilty about having things be really good. And when it comes to the money piece, it's a huge part of what I work on with women. I love working around money. It's one of my favorite things and just totally like flipping money stuff on his head and really stretching women to be able to accept and acknowledge and allow themselves to have a lot. And I definitely, I work with women that make a lot of money and some of them, many of them have said to me that they feel guilty. Yeah. Because they didn't, again, they either didn't have a model from that. Their family isn't like that. They don't have people around them that are like that. And I'm like, your work and our work is to help you to get used to this. Right. And get more comfortable with having more. So just like you say, you know, like, it's like you have to, there's a, there's a way to that, that the work, which sounds like a funny word to attach work to this, but to actually allow things to be so good that you're kind of going like either waiting for the other shoe to drop or you feel guilty. Those are never things that I feel are bad when um, I'm working with a client that's helping me to recognize like, okay, good. Now we're in the right zone. Cause they're actually there's signs of discomfort, but that's something we can work through. Yeah. And I like what you said about it being a work because it is a practice. Like if you yeah. subconsciously believed these things your whole life and then like, I think it's fun to be like, but why do I believe that? And get like really <laughs> yeah. curious, like actually that's my parents, like money story. And like, yes. we always just had enough. So I've set my whole life up to just kind of have mm-hmm. enough. Exactly. Yeah. And even if you don't, even if you don't recognize or can't figure out kind of what the threat is, like you say, my parents never had that, or, um, you know, you don't even necessarily have to know what the attachment is, but just to recognize this is where I'm starting to feel uncomfortable. This is where it's starting to get so good that I'm getting nervous. And I feel like, can, you know, can I keep this up? And I'm just always over there going like, yes, yes, yes. You know, like, and it's okay. Mm -hmm. And like, and it's okay to feel uncomfortable. It's completely normal. Cause as we move through kind of our own upper limits, it is completely normal to feel a sense of 
you know, discomfort, guilt, uh, fear around it, uncertainty, because we've just never, I just was sharing a blog post about this. We just, what we haven't lived into yet is new for us. And anything that's new for us, parts of our system are naturally protective. They want to make sure that we're okay. So if, so even if it sounds fantastic, and this is one of the things that I watch for myself and watch for so many of my clients that they have this vision, they know, and they're starting to live into that vision. They know what they want, but they're living into it. And all of a sudden, all this emotional stuff comes up, all this discomfort or all this fear or all this whatever. And it's just your system naturally trying to protect against something that it doesn't know is okay because it's different. So you haven't had it before. So it's not a bad thing. I always say, I never want my clients, you, anyone in the world um, who's listening to feel really afraid and uncomfortable, but um, it's kind of a natural part of the process. And it's usually, and if, and often I feel like if there isn't any sense of discomfort or fear, I call it fear kind of like in all its ways that it can show up, then we're usually shooting too low. Cause there's like years where I'm like, I didn't really feel that uncomfortable. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like right. well, you, you kind of ended it the way you started that year. Alrighty. Yes. yes. But so you you've talked a lot about like success in women and I'm, I, I, there's this quote that I saw on your Instagram that said, the thing is that is really hard and really amazing is giving up on being perfect and beginning to work on becoming yourself. Mm. And that one kind of for me ties into the success, like stop trying to be successful externally and start to get successful internally. What is that? Like, what have you found to be kind of some of the the key points that you've seen women kind of as they're making that shift? Because I think that that's so important. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned like you saw it on Instagram, obviously social media has our success be out there in such big ways. And again, we're being trained and, and are often regularly sharing our success in public. And so, and not that that's a bad thing. I think that's great. I love when women are able to say like, here's what's going on with me and are really open about it Mm -hmm. because another, you know, piece that happens is so many women have great things going on, but they're like, oh, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to either make other people feel bad or they can't quite own that experience. So I love that visibility piece. And simultaneously we're seeing, you know, how success is, I don't know, like we're, we're seeing a model of success or different models of success all the time. And so we are constantly trying to meet up to that. And for me, that's been, you know, one of my biggest learnings is when I'm trying to meet up to, you know, a level of success that somebody else has that's out there that doesn't necessarily work for me, but I think that it's going to look good. That's the, that's where the disconnect comes. Mm -hmm. And so even when you mentioned Instagram, it's like, I just got an Instagram like a year and a half ago, maybe a year ago. I don't have many followers. I'm not huge on social media. But my social media following is not connected to my success, <laughs> meaning right. I'm like, I'm very successful and it's not always seen. And there's part of me, yes, that, that like naturally goes like, well, I want people to know that things are really good and that, you know, like. Oh, I fight with that too. Yeah. You like same well, thing? Yeah. Cause I mean, my business was built outside of social media and I feel yeah. like 
I do. I, yeah. Like sometimes I'm like, I wish people could see like what my, how solid my business is. But like, then sometimes I'm like, but Lindsay, does it really like you're, you, you're here to help people. And like, like I've seen some of the posts recently that say like, you know, your social media, media following doesn't always generate, isn't your business. And like, I feel like it can be a cool feature. It can be a cool way to promote something. But for me, it's, that's not like if I, if, if, if Instagram and social media went away today, I would still have my business the same way. So exactly. Yes. Yeah. So you know that, and you know, that, that feeling of like, Right. You, because everything's so visible that you want people to know at the core of like your business, but ultimately, you know, you, you knowing that you're doing it the best for you and not necessarily cutting off from the world and kind of how other people are doing it. But really, I mean, the biggest thing is connecting with that way that works for you. And there's so many different ways. There's so many different ways you can be in business, so many different ways you can grow a business, so many different ways you can have your career and your life life. It's like, we know that in life, right? We know that we can live all differently, but somehow when it comes to business or career success, there's like, well, here's the standard and here's what it's supposed to look like, right. but it does not work for everyone in the same way. So I'm always trying to share like, okay, there's different ways. And just again, helping women to line up with that thing that works for them. And then sometimes, yeah, coming up with ways to say like, stop following that, you know, because I will have people that will be spending so much time either following other people, or I want to say like learning so much. Learning is great, but it's like, if it's taking you away from actually building your own business or being happy and successful yourself and taking so much of your time, it's like, you're actually an expert where you are. You don't have to keep learning constantly. Yeah. I've heard that that's actually kind of like an addiction, like the, yes. like doing like the personal development. And there's definitely yes. been seasons of my life where I'm struggling in my life. And I'm like, I'm going to get another Brene Brown book, not applying any of it, but thinking like I'm doing great. Exactly. Yeah. Not applying any of it. Just like you said, (laughs) just, just retaining more and more information, pulling it in. And it's wonderful. Right. And I love to learn. I'm sure you love to learn. Yeah. But I found that like, I have to fall, like I have to not be on social media, getting my head filled with everyone else's stuff because it actually like clouds my creativity. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So there's a way that, if whatever it is that you're paying attention to is inspiring and gets you excited and like drives you to want to do something more or something different, fantastic. And if it's getting in the way of you actually being productive or you plugging in, just like you say, to your own way and your own creativity and your own voice, there is a point, and I have, you know, spent tens of thousands of dollars on working with the best possible people and mentors and business mentors and coaches and therapists and spiritual advisors and taking programs and all of that. But there was a point where I was doing so much that just like you said, like I couldn't, my own creative energy wasn't there. I couldn't here, I, like the phrase that I used was like, everyone was in my business. You know, I had mm-hmm. too many people in my business, literally and figuratively. I could not sense what was right for me because I had so many different voices and so many different people. And I literally, I didn't cut off from everything, but I cut everything way, way down and started to go inside for myself again and say, okay, how do I really want things to be? And started to connect with what I knew of all that I learned, what made sense for me. And that's really what drove my business. 
more than anything was not being completely disconnected, but plugging in consciously when I wanted to, when it made sense, when I was inspired and thrilled by it. That's when that energy's there. That, that makes a difference. That matters. That's the universe letting you know, you know, keep going in that direction, but not just as a filler. Yeah, because like, I don't know what that's about, but I, I feel like I've, at one time my mom was like, Lindsay, it's enough with the psychics. Learn to listen to yourself. And I was, <laughs> yeah, she's like, right, right. She's like I, you know what? Keep one therapist. Keep Beth. But you have got to pare down. Yes, exactly. Yes, right. You're your own psychic, right? And yes. giving yourself time and space to, like, to connect with you, that's the most powerful thing. The most powerful thing. And that's the biggest thing that, again, I use my intuition all the time. One of my greatest gifts is my intuition. I use it in everything in terms of my own work, but in terms of, you know, working with clients. But one of my biggest things is helping clients to connect with their own intuition. That's why the question about how do you feel is so important. Right. Because I'm slowly but surely helping them, if they're not engaged, to continue to engage with what it feels like for them. And that is the only thing that matters. When I always say when women match the external and the internal, that head and the heart are matched with what you're doing, that's when magical results occur. That's when success takes off to a point where like literally I will have a session with a client and they're like, you're not going to believe this. And that's when it happens is when that internal matches with the external. And when you blend those two, that's where the magic is. So you have to have both pieces. Yeah, so do you believe that we're kind of wanting the things we want in our life because we think we're going to feel a certain way when we get there? Yes, and I go, there's something powerful about desire that, you know, I think that desire sometimes is bringing us in the right direction. If we have desire, it's kind of saying, go this way. There's a reason that we want things. That was my blog post that I was talking about before, is like that we want to go in that direction. And And yes, we also need to pay attention to what's it like in the process, which is same with the success process, right? It's like, we're not going to just like kill ourselves for, you know, five years so that we can then eventually like be all happy and relaxed. It's like, how about actually enjoying the process? And when you enjoy the process, that actually gets you there faster. Yeah. Whereas like, I think I've always kind of Maybe I just tell myself this story because it's what happened. But I'm like, no, you have to kill yourself for 10 years. And then you get the luxury of like pulling back and reevaluating. But you're saying that people can actually possibly skip that whole shit show. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Doing it right away. And, and, and again, doesn't mean that there isn't commitment and, you know, again, pieces. It's not that you're not plugging into stuff, but it's that you do not have to, you do not have to suffer and struggle to the top. Not at all. It's the opposite. It's the exact opposite. Wow. Yeah. Cause that's, that's what I'm doing now. But I sometimes have this, this narrative in my head of like, but you're getting to do this, Lindsay. And it's kind of maybe just because it's what my story has been, but I sometimes am like, am I getting to do this now because I did that? Right. Right. Do I get the benefit of actually being happy and successful because I went through struggle in the first place? Right. That is what our whole, again, it's our whole culture is based on that belief system. 
Yeah. And so, um, and it, again, it doesn't mean that that's also not true. There are times where we suffer and struggle and, and that's part of the growth process and that's important and we need to have that happen in order to get ourselves to a level. But I, I swear it's more about allowing ourselves to accept that things are good. <laughs> yeah. You know, like allowing ourselves to let ourselves be there and take that breath. Whereas we could do that throughout. So it doesn't always mean that there's no struggle or no challenge involved. There's always challenge involved. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have to be that way of like just, you know, again, in my post I was sharing that, you know, someone years ago asked me, what do you think the biggest challenge is for women around success without exhaustion? And I said, letting it be you know, letting ourselves have more without doing more, letting it be really, really good without having to put in more effort. And, um, so, but, and, and putting in the effort and, you know, there's a lot of great things, like I say, that come from that. You learn, you get to a point where you, uh, you know, have, have, like you can do, run your business like a well-oiled machine, or you can color someone's hair or you can, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you just know it. So there's a way that it's easier to kind of own your level at that point when you have kind of gone through the process. But I go like, let's play your way to success. Let's enjoy your way to success. Let's figure out the best possible ways for you to get there so that you get there faster and easier. I love that. And I know that you've talked a lot about, you know, combining the spiritual component in this whole process. And I know Mm -hmm. that it's something that, you know, there's a few people in our industry that are talking about mindfulness and spirituality and those things. And I'm really drawn to that. But what would you say, like, how do you you connect that in? And how is it like the secret sauce? Because for me lately, like I even before this interview, I just was like, I'm going to put four crystals out here. This one's called (laughs) a sunstone. And uh, I'm I'm, I'm jacked. I'm ready to go. how, How have you found that that helps to just kind of be the secret elixir. Yeah. So um, it helps because it brings us, again, more the to our deeper self and to the truth of what we really know. So for me, spirit is not something, again, I don't have crystals. I do mindfulness. I do some sort of meditation. I'm not, like a lot of people, I always say I'm very spiritual, Mm -hmm. Um, and by that, I mean that I'm very connected intuitively and I have a very, very close relationship with the universe and I use spirit in everything that I do, but I don't like on the outside, it wouldn't necessarily look like that. It's more, it's very personal to me. Yeah. And so that's how I come in it. And I work with a lot of women who do not necessarily consider themselves to be spiritual. Um, and I go, that's okay. Like, I share with them and I say, I'm going to use, I use the word universe. I say this, others are very spiritual or very connected or religious or whatever it might be. But there's something about, um, just getting down to that core and that again, it's, it's, it's where that mindset piece kind of connects of my belief is that the universe set it up, not just so that like we have innate gifts in our, in ourselves that we get to express in the form of our work and that the universe did not set it up so that we have to suffer and struggle our way to success. So just my core kind of premise comes from, for me, an internal knowing that there's something wrong with this whole picture of you have to suffer in order to be successful. I do not believe that the universe set it up to be that way. 
I think that we have it that way because it's hard for us, like I said, to accept that we can have it better and to show that to other people, particularly as women because we're so relationship-focused. So when I'm working with a client, you know, again, a few things. I'll have them connect with their vision, for example, and I'll say, so tell me what you want. What would be the best-case scenario? Let's fantasize and let's make it up. Just doing that in and of itself, talking about what it is that you want, I shouldn't say nine times out of 10, three times out of five, um, someone will come back the next time we've connected and say, you're not going to believe what happened after we were talking about that. And I say that to people. I'm like, this is, we're just putting it out. It's no big deal. We're not making like, we don't have to do a big seance around it or you don't have to do, you could do a vision board if you want, but just like, let's just talk about it. Let's just get connected. So it's, it's kind of connecting the mindset piece about we're just putting out energy and intention around this and start to pay attention to the way that the, that you might be getting signs or things might start to fall into place, even and especially for those people who are very, very skeptical. Yeah. It's a much more fun way to live back to Kim adding the fun. It's like, it's fun and playful to be like, Oh my gosh. Someone told me the other day about even these pennies that you find from loved ones. And then I walked Mm -hmm. outside and I saw three and I was like, Oh my God, it's happening. Yeah, right. Here we go. Yes. It's so cool. Yeah. So I love that. And so as people start to do that, do you find that they start to kind of just like learn to trust themselves more and let go of a lot of the, just the limiting beliefs they had around what was possible for them? Yeah, they, right. Cause they get to like practice it and again, live into it. And, you know, just like you said about the fun, I'm like, what's the most fun way that you could make money or build your business or do this or that, you know, like, like bringing in how it can be the two questions I ask often, how can it be easy? How can it be fun? Because when you are connected with easy and fun, that's the spiritual way. That's the way where there isn't like 50 steps. It's like two, <laughs> I love that. So it's like you, you're, able to, you're able to connect with that part of yourself that knows beyond the, again, cultural embedded, like this must be difficult, that you get to have it, you know, again, be an enjoyable process and it lightens people up and then they start to get results. Like if, if you're in a really good mood, right, and you have a client come in and, and you know, you are just like in your zone and you're helping them, but your energy is really good. It's like, they're going to refer more people to you naturally. Yeah. Does it matter how you do their hair? Yes, it does matter. (laughs) It's not like if you, you know, like if they come out and they have blue hair and they wanted blonde hair, that there's not going to be a problem, but it's like it, so that matters, but what's behind it and how you are, that's just naturally enrolling. It's naturally enrolling when you're in good space. So a lot of people think, well, in order to get in good space, again, I have to work at that. And it's like, no, you actually have to play at that or you have to not work. You have to unplug from your work so that you can get yourself back so that you can then get better results or come back to whatever project that you're working on with a different energy around it. So a big kind of homework thing for my clients, for example, would be like, they'd be like, okay, I've been working on this. It's not working. I'm like, go have some fun. What do you enjoy? Like, let's, and, and that's a harder thing often for my clients to do is give themselves permission to go and do something enjoyable, personal, or sometimes it can still be in professional mode, but do it enjoyable. And then just like you said before, yes, over time, 
they start to realize and you start to see like, oh, it actually can work for me as well, or it worked better when I did it in a lighter, more fun, easier way. So you kind of right, like retraining the brain and retraining your system to know viscerally that you can have enjoyment and that's where your greatest success can come from. Yeah. And I bet you, like for me, I didn't even know what was actually fun and enjoyable to me, but I could tell you like this client likes chamomile vanilla tea. This one likes a dash of cream. And it's like, but then like on my day off, like I would just be like, I'm going to fill it with tasks that I need to get done. I would never be like, I'm going to go to this nature area with the dog and butterfly hunt. Like, I, I just feel like, like I'd never gave myself permission. And I wonder if this all comes back to like worthiness of like, I'm worthy of a break. Mm-hmm. I'm worthy of like yes. going in this nature preserve and just like looking at flowers and talking to my dog. Like I'm worthy of taking that time and having that space. Yes, absolutely. Yes, right. You get it. Right. You get to deserve to have that. And just like you said, like it's it's there's a worthiness piece around it and sometimes it's just give yourself permission and it and and like other things it's it's going to feel uncomfortable right because you're going to go on that nature walk and you're going to be with the butterflies and you're going to go <laughs> i should be doing my tasks yeah but you know it, it's it's when you start to learn and you start to again play with it and experiment with it even in small ways and you start to see how much better you are when you come back to those tasks when you've gone and been with butterflies yeah. <laughs> or been on your nature walk it's like oh now i can get those done in 2 seconds flat cuz i'm not staring at my computer or like i'm not all bogged down i'm not heavy i'm i'm lighter i'm more connected i can think more quickly Intuition works like with every single piece of this. So it's like, I'll know, for example, I'll be working on a project. I will give myself 15 minutes to take a walk. I'll come back. I'll I'll know the answer right away. Whereas if I'm staring at my computer, I cannot even think straight when I know I'm kind of like past that point of productivity and effectiveness. So it's that the nature walk is not about taking time off from work. It is actually supporting the work. So I'll help people, and just like you're talking about, make the thread and the connection over time with what it actually is doing to support them, that that's actually something that's helping their success not getting in the way of it. Yeah, and I love what you said about deserving, because I feel like that's another word, like, who am I to deserve this? Who am I to have this time? Or or who am I to use my voice? But it's like, who are you not to? Exactly. Well, and there's no, one of the things that I remind myself of at times when I get into that same space, there's no, deserving is not a real thing. Like if you're here, you deserve, period. There's no, like you deserve more, somebody else deserves less. There's no competition. There's no, you, you, you are on this earth you naturally deserve. So deserving in and of itself is like a really interesting concept because it's, it's not real. There's no way you couldn't deserve. From the standpoint of the universe, the universe is just waiting patiently for you to allow yourself to have more. Loving you through it, helping you through this kind of human experience, which we're all human. It's part of our process. But it's like, there's no, like, this person deserves more, you get to have more, you get to have less, or you don't deserve, or you do deserve. The universe does not think like that. It's always, there's full deserving all the time. There's no worthiness 
question ever from the standpoint of the universe and the big picture. That's ours that we made up. So that, again, I think so that we can feel comfortable with right. the fact that we actually get to have, like, heaven on earth. Right. And I said for a long time, I'm like, I think the universe didn't know what to do with me because I was just plugging along going, I'm fine. Help help that gal over yeah. there. Yes. I'm fine. This is fine. Yes. Look at me. I'm just grinding myself into the ground. But mm-hmm. I'm doing yeah. great, universe. And I feel like with a minute I started being like, maybe there's a different way. I, I do feel like the universe was like, finally. We were wondering yeah. when you were going to yes. wake the fuck up. Yes, yes. And recognize, right, that you get to actually have it all. Right. And I've gone through the exact same thing, and I still do. I will still have it be like, I'm sure it's not like I can't make this amount of money without doing this amount of work. Like, I teach people how to do marketing. How can I be like, January was my biggest month, or December and January were two of my biggest months ever. I did zero to no marketing. I mean, the minimal, I cut down on everything. And it's like, so I'm like, well, you know, this is what I teach. This isn't necessarily even going to look good. So I still like get that same feeling that comes up in me around the, the challenge of letting myself have it be good when it's really good and feeling like I'm either beating up on myself or, you know, like I should be doing it differently or I should be more inspired to do more of that stuff because I love doing that stuff and I teach it. And it's like, nope, go with where you're at. Go with where you're at. Because this, I I know my way ultimately, but I push up against the, just like you're saying, that kind of experience and that way of being that we're all so used to and that we all get taught. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point because I, I can kind of look at my career and go, I could be doing this. I could be an educator for that company. I could be doing this. But then when I really sit with myself and I say, Lindsay, like, you kind of want to be doing what you're doing. Yes. Yes. And when you get to keep coming back to write your way, that's so powerful what you just said, because it's like it, there is this way, right? And if I don't keep growing and making it bigger and making it look like this, then there's something wrong. And like I said before, a lot of my mentors have done that process of like making things be really big and then circled back to something that they knew earlier. And I hear about this. I follow a lot of really successful business women and career women who have done the same you know, where they come back. And I go like, well, I veer a bit, but then it's kind of like, I know where my lane is. And I, yeah. and I often feel like a bigger piece of growth, particularly for women who have, you know, really kind of risen up the ladder in whatever way that looks is to actually do less, not do more. And, but again, the thought is, well, in order to grow or be more successful, it has to look bigger. And I'm like, no, you're now at a level where you get to choose what it is you do. You get to choose who your clients are. You get to choose how much money you make. You get to choose, you know, again, if it's a career person, you get to choose your, your job and your responsibilities. You zone, you get into that zone of genius. That's where you're meant to be. Yeah. And what you said just reminds me of, I have a number of professional women clients as well. And they've said, they've had these businesses on the today show, huge businesses. And then they're like, I'm closing it. I'm stopping. And they're, and and I think the common thread I've seen with like three of these women that are just popping into my head right now is uh, conversations I've had where they're like, I just wanted to go big to see that I could almost, so that I could prove to myself I could do it. 
Yes. Yes. Right. And, and small or big, like I work with a lot of women who do really big stuff consistently and that's where their comfort is. So it's really based on your personality and, and your time of life. You know, I'm 52, almost 53. I'll be 53 very soon. And it's like, okay, I want things very differently than I did, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And so it's like you change and evolve over time and you get to adjust. I mean, the beautiful thing about a business in particular, but the same can be true in career is you get to adjust how you do things over time based on, you know, your energy and your desire. And there are times where if you said to me, Courtney, like you're not going to be working as much, or you're not going to be like plugging into so many things, you would have had to like rip me away from, Again, whatever it was that I was doing, there was no way. But again, I was following the energy at that time. So these women that you're describing, you, me, everyone, you, you follow what it is that like where your desire is and what makes sense. But when you don't have that desire, trying to force it is almost impossible. And again, it works against what you ultimately are trying to get. Yeah. It's almost like you're going to be multiple people in your life or like you're going to have multiple seasons. Cause I totally yes. feel like there were, there were times in my career where if someone was like, Lindsay, you're going to work four days a week and you're going to sit in an office by yourself and talk to people over the internet. I'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> now I'm like, is this a dream? Am I in a dream yes. right now? I know. Yeah. Is it okay? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Right. And is it okay that I'm doing this? Do you feel that? Like, is yeah. it okay? Like, am I allowed to have it this way? I do feel like, am I, is this, is, is this thing on? Am I, am, yeah. is this real? Yeah. Yeah. And do I actually like, right. Does this build my business? Do I make money doing that? That's how I always feel. I'm like, do people actually, I would pay people to coach them literally like give people money. Cause I love doing it so much. And it's like, I get paid really, really well to do it. Yeah. And it lights you up. And like, I, I oh, was yeah. talking to someone who was saying like, like, like kind of everything you're saying is just like, follow what lights you up. And like, it, yes. the, the, like the money will, will appear without not like, yes. Oh, you don't have to work at it. Yes. Yes. Well, just know that like what lights you up, there's again, success embedded in that. I don't believe, I mean, one of the things that I really help women to do, because a lot of women will come to me with so many different passions and so many different things that light them up. I'm like, okay, let's figure out the most viable business option for you or, or a career option. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what's going to be most viable, but it has to have that passion connected to it. It doesn't mean you can't be doing other things that light you up. That's why like when you were talking about being in nature, that might be something that lights you up. That's a supportive passion that feeds the bigger piece, but your main money-making activity, you know, gets to be something that you absolutely love, but you know, money doesn't necessarily come it, but it's embedded and inherent in that desire. And it, and then it's a matter of figuring out, well, what's the easiest way to make money doing this? Or how do I want to make money doing this? Or how, you know, and there's lots of different ways. And then there's the stretching of once you realize that you can make money at it, how do you stretch what you ask for? How do you, like I was saying before about like a money game that I play, how do you let yourself go to that place, the phrase that I use is like, what's the number that can barely come out of your mouth, but you can actually say it. Oh, I like that. That's the money game is about connecting with like how much you can tolerate actually allowing yourself to have. Yeah. Cause that's actually probably what stands in people's way more than they realize. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. 
Right. So there's, there's, uh, there's ability to have a tremendous amount of abundance from your work and not from your work. Money doesn't just come from work. Again, we're so connected with money and work and that's the path. Universe is like, you get to have money. Money can come from lots of different sources. It does not need to just come from work. There's umpteen ways that money can show up and like knowing that it doesn't necessarily just have to come through work, an exchange of money. Because again, it's back to that exchange piece. I have to do something in order to get money. Yeah. I have to give something in order to get back. That's bullshit. You do not have to give in order to get back. You get to choose to give and you can still get. I'm fired up. I love that. Woo! Exactly. Yeah. And then when you're playing with the money piece in terms of, again, the money that does come through work, it's like, well, you know, really about owning your expertise and challenging that internal place where you stop that upper limit around wealth and abundance and what you can charge and getting to that point, which I just did again recently when I raised my rates at the beginning of the year, I go, "Ah, can I do this? You know, like it's almost that place of, "Ah." takes your breath away a little bit. Right. And like, do I have permission? Like I decided to go flat rate pricing and get rid of gratuity. And it felt just like, I'm a little, I'm scared to do this, but I think that's kind of of why I need to do it. Yes. Yes. If you're scared and you're drawn to it, then that's the kind of mix that you're looking for. Yeah. And it was awesome. I'm the happiest I've been. I'm a little less busy, but I'm happier and I'm making more. And I'm just like, have the creative energy. And again, I think I just had to believe that like, that that was even possible. Of course, of course. Yeah. And I love that like you're less busy because it's like, right, there's of course a thing I'm big into like, it doesn't necessarily have to be about volume and we get so used to volume, whether it's again, like we were talking before about social media likes and that type of thing or number of clients, people have a hard time with the fact of like, I can actually have less clients that I like better or like that my schedule is more open and be making more money. It's confusing, right? Because it seems like, right, success means you have to have more. And the truth is you don't necessarily have to have more, but you have to wrap your head around at first Yeah, that you can have fewer people and be making the same or more. And you have to settle with that and have that be okay. And then just like you say, recognize like, oh, wow, I actually get more time or I, you know. Right. It's like the amount of ideas I have. I'm like, I've already yes. like last week, I've got two more ideas. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to do that. And, yep. and, I, and it kind of, but I feel like I had to create this space in my life for those yes. things to come. So beautiful. So that's huge. That's huge. Like I'm really admiring you for that. Cause again, it's not something that people number one will do for themselves. And number two will recognize that like what the benefit of it is. So you've said just what we've talked about the whole time of like, here's where my inspiration comes back, my creative energy. I have desire cause I've actually created space for it. And I did something very strategic and logistic to make that happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's that perfect blend. Yeah. So if people want to work with you, Courtney, they want to follow along, look at your blog, where would you direct them towards? My website's going to be the best place. It's CourtneyParks.com. C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-P-A-R-K-S.com. And yes, my blog is on there. You can connect with my social media links on there. I have something free on there that I call my Work Smarter, Not Harder Success Guide. It is short and sweet, three pages plus a beginning and end of just 10 strategies and ways to be able to do a lot of the things that we've been talking about today to have more success with less stress. Um, 
and that's free if people are interested in it. You can sign up for that and uh, get some real good, you know, a lot of the things that we've talked about in a short, sweet, powerful way and, and tips and, and kind of activity stuff that you can actually put into practice right away. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on. And I know that like, I kind of like my mind the whole time was like, I, I got to ask her this because I just, everything you talk about is just so up my alley. So thank you. Well, thank you so much. I said to you before, but I want to repeat, like, I am, I feel so honored that you wanted me to be on this, that I'm so happy that we've stayed connected. And I really appreciate um, the fact that you've created this, that you're creating this form for yourself and for so many other stylists and for other people like me to be able to share um, my work. It's really a gift to me to be able to talk to you and just to be able to like hear your voice. You too. I know. I'm like, it just kind of all makes sense. You know, like people are put in your path for a reason and I and I know that like this was supposed to happen today so thank you yep beautiful thank you so much too Lindsay I so appreciate it